It's the Early Access Podcast, episode 21, February 4th, 2020. I'm your host, DJ Nikki Keelers, here producing the show. This week, we are talking about Evolve. Uh, Evolve's birthday was February 10th, 2015. It was, if you are a fan or you watch Del Shampoo at all, it is the most significant time period of my stream. Uh, to rewind, for those of you who haven't been watching me for my entire existence on Twitch, Evolve was... Uh, 4v1 monster hunting game where there's one monster, there's four hunters, they all had special abilities and they worked together to fight off the monster. Uh, I first played it back at E3 2014, so it was like super, super early build of the game before the alpha that everyone played, before the beta, and I had gone to E3 that year and I was at the NVIDIA tent. It was, uh, it was actually across the street from E3, and Video was holding their own thing, and I had stopped by for a little bit to have drinks and hang out with some people. I actually, this was 2014. I actually think I met three or four fans there. Um, there was actually a guy who, before I played Evolve, we played a lot of this, uh, this terrible game called The Last of Us, and someone had actually banned this guy from my stream in 2014, and he came up to me, uh, at the NVIDIA tent at E3 and introduced himself and said, you banned me from your stream. And that was so funny to me. And he was such a cool dude that we actually unbanned him. But I met a couple fans there. Shout out to Sahajis. I actually still remember. I still remember the people who helped me out. He actually gave me a ride back to my hotel afterwards because he lived in the area. But that was the first time I played Evolve. Uh, I actually played two rounds because the line wasn't incredibly long. But they spent so much money on advertising at E3. Uh, they had swag. They had... There's this big banner on the side of the LA Convention Center downtown uh, that said Evolve 3v... or 4v1. 3v1. Jesus, as if I had never played the game before. There there were posters everywhere. Um, they had really gone out. And I actually showed up there to play in a Titanfall Pro-Am. Uh, in the Pro-Am, there were... Is, was Titanfall like 6v6? I don't remember. But there was a Battlefield Pro on one team and a Counter-Strike Pro on the other team. And I had to legitimately practice for this because there were some sick prizes up for grabs. There were like graphics cards, headsets, keyboard and mice, uh, like just some dope prizing. And all you had to do was you sign up and then five people would get paired with one pro, the Battlefield Pro, the CSGO Pro, and five people would get paired with the other pro. Um, and I remember I was really worried because they had gone down the line and said, all right, who's who here has played Titanfall before? And one guy was like, played what? Another guy was like, I played Titanfall like maybe once or twice. Another guy was like, oh, I played it on um, Xbox or whatever. We we're playing on PC. So I was really nervous. I, I had actually played a lot of Titanfall at the time, and I, I really wanted to win because I didn't have an income back in 2014 other than like stream donations. Um, so I could really use like, I actually ended up winning a headset from it. But the next guy in line actually said, uh, oh, yeah, I'm on, like, the second-ranked uh, Titanfall team in the world. And I was like, fuck, yes, yeah. so I stuck with that guy. We actually slaughtered the other team. Uh, it was pretty good. So that was actually after I had played in that event, uh, I, I went to go play Evolve for the first time. And I, I still remember the first game I had played as Monster. I purposefully wanted to play as Monster, so I, I made myself the fifth person in line. So that when we went to go line up, uh, I didn't go with anyone, so I didn't want to play with anyone. I, I would get the monster spot. And uh, I'd actually won the game by destroying the relay on the dam, which was a, a map, ironically, 
was the last map added to Evolve before they scrapped it back in 2016. Um, and they re-added it to Evolve Stage 2, which was their attempt at, at bringing the game back up, which I'll talk about a little bit later. But Evolve's birthday uh, is February 10th, 2015, uh, which means Steel Shampoo has been around for 10 years, and Evolve is, like Hewler told me earlier, as far away now as as Evolve was from when Steel Shampoo started. That's how long ago it was. And it was by far the most popular thing I had ever done on Twitch, both Evolve Legacy and then later on Evolve Stage 2, which was uh, sort of a remaster for those of you who haven't played it. It was by far the most popular I had ever been. Um, I was on like the Twitch front page. I was flown out to a, a lot of uh, events for Turtle Rock Studios. Uh, the game developer for Evolve uh, visited their headquarters a lot, got to premiere Evolve Stage 2. Uh, it was absolutely incredible for me. I was one of their casters. Um, and, and with being on that project for, what is it, like... 20, 2014 is when I first started playing it. I was playing the alphas and betas. 2015, it came out. And 2016, Evolve Stage 2 came out. So like three years, a good chunk of my Twitch career. I was only a professional Twitch streamer for about five years. Uh, comes with a lot of a lot of ups and downs, a lot of stories. But one thing I we had actually noticed, if you guys tune into the Early Access podcast, we're live here at 8 p.m. PST on twitch.tv slash I, I was actually looking at some old clips of me playing Evolve, and there's a clip of me sitting down with my arms behind my head, like kind of resting my my head on, on my palms. And I'm looking at me now, dude, I was so scrawny uh, back in 2015 due to just a sheer lack of movement. I mean, you got to think, like, I actually took a look at my stats. I would stream 70 to 80 hours a week, six, six seven days a week, I think in a 30-day period. There were some days I was grinding so hard on the stream. I would go for, um, I mean, there were multiple streams that were 25 hours long, but uh, I I would take like two days off maybe. Um, and I was going to college also at the time. This is all I do is I play Evolve. I go shit my homework out and then you know, play more Evolve and, and stream some more. So it wasn't an incredibly healthy lifestyle. I'm actually a lot heavier then I, by a lot, I mean like 15 pounds. Five years later, I'm, I'm a little bit heavier. But if you look at my arms, like back in these old Evolve videos, uh, I am so scrawny. And I, I would grow my hair out to such unbelievably long lengths that I remember uh, I actually stopped doing that because I was out playing golf at one point. I actually wasn't really playing golf. I was just at a driving range hitting golf balls. And I looked down to, to hit the ball and the wind blew and, and my, my sideburns were so long that they physically blinded me to the point where I couldn't see the ball. And so I had to wait for the wind to die down. And that's when I ended up cutting my hair. But I was I was really, really skinny at the time. And now I don't, I don't even go to the gym or lift weights or anything like that. But just by the very nature of playing VR a little bit more than the average person, and by that I mean a lot, I try. I've, lately I've been trying to put in like an hour of VR time, of like physical VR time, not just like screwing around. That uh, I, I'm so much healthier now. My cardio is way better. Um, I remember back like Sprint Vector, the VR racing game where you have to run using your arms. Uh, I, I'd only be able to play like two minutes of that, and my arms would be super sore the next day. And then like I could I could play that game for six hours straight and be totally fine nowadays. So uh, that just really put it into perspective how much evolve and how much gaming I did back in the day. I still do a lot of gaming now, but I, I also mix it in with a lot of physical activity. Like I go to the arcade and I play DDR. 
and I play dancing games and all that stuff. Um, but the amount of time I spent with my ass in this chair, this is actually the same chair that I used uh, back when I first started streaming. The amount of time I've spent with my ass on a chair was much more than it is now, and uh, it it was it was not healthy. So I'm I'm in a way glad that I I didn't start taking my health more seriously. I, I did a little bit, but I also yeah um it just was by the very nature of not having to sit here. Uh, I it's just easier to not be, you know, a, a skinny loser who, you know, only eats like 400 calories a day because I remember, so I was playing Evolve and I had well over a thousand viewers and there's this adrenaline that comes with having a ton of viewers. You know, you start off the first hour of your stream, you only got a hundred viewers. Second hour, oh, you've built up to 500. Third hour, we're now operating at full capacity. There are a thousand people in your stream. And that, that's money. That's ad revenue. That's I actually wasn't very popular when bits were around. Bits were a later invention and gifted subs and all that. But that's subscriptions, that's donations. So there's a there's a want, there's a desire to continue the stream going. And I remember I'd streamed for 25 and a half hours. And when I was on like hour 21, um, it was 6 a.m. And I call my man DB, who DB was very integral to my Twitch success. He now actually works in VR. And he worked at 2K Games, the publisher for Evolve, for um, the duration of my my time there uh, working on the game. Not working on the game, I wasn't a game developer, but being a content creator for the game. I call him at 6 a.m. And he also lives in the same time zone as me. I'm like, bro, like I got to go eat a bowl of cereal or I'm going to pass the fuck out. And I remember him being like, dude, what the fuck? It's 6 a.m. <laughs> like a Saturday. It's like, it's my day off. What are you doing? Um, and I'm like, can you please just come on the stream and talk for a little bit so I don't lose like these 1,000 viewers? So he's like, fuck it. He rolls out of bed. I destroy a bowl of cereal in what's like 11, 12 minutes. I come back up and I go for another four hours. Then I pass the fuck out. I sleep for like 16 hours. This is not healthy. This is not how a human being should operate. Um, I remember a little bit after Evolve, I was playing Titanfall 2 and I made it a point to like every hour stand up and stretch or walk around or like run up and down the stairs a couple times um just because i need to get blood flowing through my fucking legs before uh, anything drastic happened before they they went permanently numb so that was that was definitely a not a healthy lifestyle that i was living but the the seeing the numbers go up seeing the viewers go up seeing the follow count go up seeing the cash money come in as it was my only source of income other than like the small little jobs i do um, like I'll go out and cast this thing and, and get paid for that. It was my only source of income and I was a college student. So, um, I was very lucky to have a lot of my college paid for because of the, the land my grandparents owned in the Philippines, but it was, it was addicting to, to have as, as a, as a source of revenue to just, Oh, if I put in another hour, that's another hour where I have a thousand eyes on me. And then that's potential subscriptions and donations and all that stuff. But Let's talk about some some actual specific involvement. So, beat the pro at Gamescom 2015. I actually didn't watch a lot of this, and this is actually pretty new to me because <clears throat> beat the pro and Gamescom. Gamescom takes place in Germany. I didn't get to watch a lot of because of the time zone difference. 2K wanted to do a thing. Uh, 2K, the publisher of Evolve, where um, they would show off Evolve at Gamescom. It was shortly after launch, and they wanted to get more hype and more people playing the game. So they came up with this competition called Beat the Pro. They had, I think it was three, four, five, somewhere around there, professional Evolve players from Europe, and they flew them out, 
and they had to sit there and play Evolve all day, something that they're really good at. And they would take random members of the audience and the audience would play against them. The winner, if the audience were to win, they would get, you know, it started off with 50 euros, then 100 euros, then 150 euros. And the number would go up every time that the pro beat a hunter squad. At the end of the day, it would always be worth 2,000 euros. Kilo, do you know how much? Is the euro worth more than the dollar? Can you find out how much US dollars that is for me? Should have written that down. But at the end of the day, they would end up uh, with 2,000 euros uh, if the monster won. And spoiler alert, the monster won absolutely 100% of the time. Um, it got close in one clip um, because the, the... Look, all right, Evolve players might might have been um, a little cockier than the average gamer. And so there were a couple times where, where it got kind of a little close. But most of the time, uh, it was a complete sweep. I remember seeing... Uh, clips on Twitter. There was like a, a monster player. It was one v four, so it was four, uh, four four hunters working together to take down one player who was the monster. And the monster player would be like, one of them was on the phone with their dad, just like kind of, oh yeah, it's going well. Like, yeah, I think I'm at about a thousand euros so far. Like, we're making some, we're making some good money. Um, and these are players who I actually, it was really unfair because I don't think with a good squad of players for myself that I could have beat this squad in particular. Uh, oh, Kuehler. Producer Kuehler's internet has gone down, so I'm actually just going to Google the amount of euros that was. What is... How much... A euro is 1.1 USD. So yeah, 2K euros is about 2,206 US dollars. So um, the hunters just would absolutely get squashed, and that sucks that Kuehler's gone, because Kuehler actually had a clip to play us. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't fair at all, and uh, one of the monster players actually like straight up pointed that out. And every single monster player who participated in Beat the Pro 2015 came out with the full 2,200 US dollars. Uh, I'm going to skip that one because Kuehler has a clip from uh, Beat the Pro that I'll, I'll play a little bit later. But this is... This story isn't one that I like to, I don't like, I don't like, um, I don't like telling the story too much. Um, it, it's very important in the evolution of my career, uh, just in general, even not, not just about Evolve. I don't really like telling the story cause I don't want to seem like I'm bragging, um, or like, oh, I'm such a great person for having done this. And it's, it's not like a happy story. It doesn't really have like a good ending to it, but it's an Evolve related story and it does in a way shape my career and actually even where I am today. So uh, if we go back to 2015, when Evolve first came out, they had a bunch of competitions for the game. And this is when I was first playing the game as a player. I didn't know I'd want to dedicate all my time creating content for the game. And uh, there were, there's DB who well, I've talked about before. He was president, beat the pro and all that stuff. Kill you back, you all good? Yeah. All right, we'll play the, we'll oh. play that clip later. We had DB, who's present. Um, he was like the 2K official caster representative of the game. He's in the way one of the faces of Evolve. You'd have his like his face cut out as emotes, and he was the personality um, behind the the game as far as like the official host. And the one of the first casters, I don't actually remember how he got into casting. It was my friend Black Ages, and 
Dan, as uh, was his real name, his name his name was Daniel Johnson, and that will come in, into play in a second. I'm not trying to dox the guy, dox the guy. He was the caster for Evolve for the longest time. So we had the Evolve Proving Grounds, which is a big tournament in I think it was 2015, and he was the caster there along with Jericho. Who, if you guys watch Twitch at all, Jericho's like one of the poster boys for Twitch. Uh, super popular Twitch streamer, very successful guy, very nice guy. He actually got me into VR. This it all connects. Um, in a way, it was a short conversation, but it was one of the things I considered. So, with DB and and Black Ages, they were the main casters for Evolve, and I had done some casting before, but um, DB wasn't always around to cast Evolve on the weekends when they would hold their community-run tournament. So Black Ages was kind enough to invite me on. Um, he noticed that I was streaming all the time. He noticed that I had a little bit of talent speaking in front of a, an audience and in front of a camera and, and on a mic and all that stuff. So he brought me on board, and we casted um, Sundays, I believe, Saturday, Sundays, every weekend for the longest time. Um, and he would share with me his numbers and how he wanted to improve the cast. And he was always coming up with new graphics and analysis and, and getting people. Um, and he's really smart at picking matches. That's actually one of the things that, as a caster that I learned from him was it's not just about casting. It's about selecting matches, either um, a match that's a rival match, a match that's going to be close, a match where something weird is going to be played, something that no one would expect, a real curveball in, in someone's strategy. He he. That's one of the things he taught me was to select matches that are entertaining to watch. And that's not something that I knew about casting was part of the job. As If you don't have a producer, if um, you don't have someone out there selecting the matches, if there's not a big pool of matches, and you really need to know the players, you got to know what they're playing, you got to know what's going to be interesting to watch. And so he brought me on board to do those casts for the longest time. And then um, I'm streaming, it's 2 a.m. And I'm playing Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes just casually. And I get a DM on Twitter from his girlfriend. She lives in Europe and Dan lives on the East Coast. And so I get a message from her and I, I make up some bullshit excuse like, oh, guys, the internet's cutting out. I got to go. And I turn the stream off. And she had actually sent me a picture of a noose. And she was like, I need you to check on him. I, it's not like I can call the police. Uh, I, I need you to figure out what's going on with him. So I give him a call. I'm like, bro, you all right? Um, he is not picking up. I call, I probably call him five or six times. So I hit up his girlfriend and I'm like, I, I need to know where he lives. We need to send the police to his fucking house right now. And she gives me a, a state on the East coast, which there's a lot of those. And, and a general like description of the area he lives. And so I'm out there on Google maps. She named this landmark, trying to find this landmark. Um, his name, uh, like I said earlier, is Daniel Johnson. And so I actually call a police department in his state and they're like, sir, we're, we're going to need more information. Like that's not, we can't locate that person. There's like five of them within a mile of this police station. Like you're gonna have to be more specific. So she's out there looking for license plate numbers, receipts, like anything we can do. I'm literally here on fucking Google maps, panicking, scrolling through, trying to find this landmark that would be near his house. So I can call that. Um, district and I eventually get his address through means that I'm not incredibly proud of uh, I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna say it uh, I got his address through using Skype um, I found a way to get information Skype is an incredibly not secure system it's 2020 we should all be on discord now but it, it was not hard to do which was the frightening part but I I, I got his Skype I did some stuff 
and I found um, basically where his internet service provider was, and I could narrow down where um, the district he was living in was. I was able to call back the police department, and they said, oh, actually, yes, there is one of them there, um, and, and the, the neighborhood you're describing is, is one in the area that is our jurisdiction. We'll send someone over. And so a little bit later on, um, he texts me about eight hours later. It's the morning. He said, yo, man, I got super drunk last night. I'm fine. I'm going to go out for a drive. And I'm hitting him back like, yo, bro, like you got to call me right now. Uh, don't go out on a drive, man. He was drinking. I wasn't comfortable on him going out on a drive. I don't want him to get in an accident or anything, God forbid. Um, and the police had actually stopped him right before he got in his vehicle. Uh, I got a call from an officer. I say, hey, what's your relation to this guy? I have to explain to him that I'm a shoutcaster on the other, complete other side of the continent. Be like, yeah, we work together in the online entertainment industry. Um, he's a good friend of mine. Just want to just want to look out for him. And so, they sent him off to a rehabilitation clinic. Um, and now here's the big problem. Here's here's Nikki's big PR issue. Is I need not to make this about me. My friend almost fucking killed himself, uh, which I'm already pretty shook about, but. I'm I'm now tasked with finding another caster um, and trying to explain because this is on his channel. This was his project. This is his thing is as casting these weekly tournaments with ESL. How how do I just not blast all this information out there? So I, I say, hey guys, um, the the well the police had told me he was going to be gone for a couple weeks, and I say, hey guys, Dan is going to be taking a little bit of a vacation. I'll be taking over for now, and we'll be doing these streams on my channel. And I expected him to be gone for three weeks or something like that. The next week, without telling anyone, as the starting soon screen is up on my stream, he pops on. His stream turns on, and he didn't tell me anything. Um, and, I, and I go over, and I cast the whole thing with him, and he tells me about his time um, at at the clinic. And he was like, it is fucking intense. Uh, there were a lot of crazy people there doing heroin. He had a billion stories, none of which he told me. And I was just, I was happy for him to be fine. Um, and, and he was fine. But a couple weeks later, he does a cast and he, and he shuts the cast down and it's his final cast. He let everyone know it was in the title. Everyone was really sad about it. Um, and at the end of the cast, there was no caster there with him. Um, it was just him. He had kicked everyone off the show so he could speak to the audience. And he said, Hey guys, um, I, I dealt with this this uh, this problem. I'm going to be leaving the internet permanently. To this day, five, four or five years later, he has still not um, contacted me. He's not on the internet. I hope to God he's doing well. Um, he's nothing but a, if anything, a brother to me, honestly. Um, I, I don't have any older siblings. I don't have any older cousins. If anything, he was probably one of the best mentors I ever had. He taught me a lot about casting, the industry, streaming. Um, but he was going to dip out. That was it. Um, and this was his message. And at the end of him dipping out, he leaked a quote from the next upcoming Evolved DLC. And he turned the stream off. I have not heard from him since then. No one has ever seen anything from him again. His channel has not been on. He has not streamed. Um, I got a message from his sister saying thank you and that he's okay. But other than that, radio silence. And I, uh, Dan, if you're out there listening, um, if you want to catch up, dude, on or off camera, um, but I, I doubt he's out there listening. Uh, I hope, I hope, I, I wish nothing but the best for that man. And I was in a call afterwards, um, 
I don't know how he got that information about what the next evolved character would be. I did not have that information. I had a lot of NDA privileges. And so I was on a call. People were freaking out like, oh, crap. He just leaked the whole thing. Dude's blacklisted from 2K, Turtle Rock. He is, he is not allowed to work with them ever again. Um, and he has not come back. He was serious about, it's it's done. We're cutting it. I'm dipping. And and no one's seen him since then. So I I, I wish him the best. But um, the reason this story is get today is after he left, someone had to fill his spot as the, the 2K caster. Um, he wasn't an officially a 2K employee, but for, for Evolve. DB was the 2K caster, but someone had to fill his spot as the community caster, as the person who would bring you weekly coverage, and then that was me. I was the one who filled that vacuum. And so I brought on uh, co-casters. Um, I had to find basically a replacement for myself because I replaced Black Ages. I found a replacement for myself, and, and that really kicked off... Um, it got me a lot of casting experience. I've casted hundreds, if not thousands, of games of Evolve. Um, he he left me with, me with a lot of knowledge about, like I said, picking matches with um, with meeting the community because I'd actually played a lot on PS4 and this was a PC thing. That's where the competitive scene was. So he he had introduced me to a lot of those players, some of which are friends today, and stopped by the stream uh, still to this day. And um, I, I I was left with. All of this, all of this knowledge and responsibility, but I took it on, and I was brought out to other casting gigs. So if we fast forward to 2016, Gamescom after Beat the Pro 2015, 2016, they want to do a more general show with 2K games. So I, I got to cover things like um, Bioshock and um, what was the uh, was it the Mafia? Was that that game? I didn't like that game too much, honestly. Yeah, you played like and, a little bit of Mafia Three, and that was kind of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It and was, so that it was opportunity. Pretty bro. Yeah, that game was not very good, um, I'm going to be honest. But that, that opportunity was given to me because, you know, he, he kind of picked me as the next guy. He, he liked my casting enough to let me do it weekly, and he sort of picked me as the next guy. And 2K was like, well, this guy leaked our shit, so he's not allowed back anymore. Nikki, you're on board. Um, and I had a, I, he equipped me for, for all those hosting gigs that I got afterwards. But anyway, let's, let's go let's back up uh, after that incredibly somber and depressing story. Keeler, do you have the Evolve Beat the Pro 2015 clip? Oh, yes, I do. I'll All right. play it. Go ahead. I'll set it. Uh, we had one little hiccup where we thought maybe you might drop a game, but uh, then you, you quickly realized the error of your ways and uh, brought it back. I cut it a little too close indeed. <laughs> a little too close for comfort. But yeah, I feel like a lot of, a lot of most of the players are new to the game, so it's, it's kind of unfair, I feel, to play <laughs> against them. <laughs> That was Sorosum from Beat the Pro 2015. Um, yeah, that Would was an incredible. Like uh, that was Chloe, interviewed by Chloe. Chloe's he had team. actually won 2,000 euros. And yes. uh, he was like, yeah, it's pretty unfair that I've been beating the crap out of people all day. And so in 2016, um, they actually decided to do a different kind of show. And that was a show that I was brought on board hosting. Um, we actually had a clip go viral, Pizza Hot, where I'm not going to spoil it. You can find it on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Pizza hot. That's hot like pizza hot. weather hot, not hot like not the hot. brand American. Like, if you are German, you've probably heard of this brand. No, I dude, I think there's only like one or two. Um, if you, if you happen to be near one of them, then you've heard of it. But it, it was I, really legendary at the time and maybe one of the greatest clips I got the pleasure of seeing happen. I... I, I think it is some of my best work. Not it's just it is my favorite thing to have ever so happened good. on this stream by far. 
Um, I'm going to TwitchCon Amsterdam this year. If anyone wants to hang out, I believe that's May 2nd and 3rd. It's early May. Uh, if you guys want to hang out, I, I know the Netherlands is not very close to Germany, but if I get the chance to go to Germany, I, I need to eat some pizza hot. Like it wasn't good pizza. <laughs> it's just, it's for the, it's for the nostalgia. It's for the meme. It's because it, it's bring back memories. Um, but anyway, why, why, um, Gamescom 2016 was significant where the pizza hot clip went viral and I got that hosting gig was I got to talk to Jericho. He, um, he was DB's co-caster at uh, an earlier tournament, The Proving Grounds. And I spoke to him a little bit about VR because I watched some of his VR videos. And he he told me that like, oh yeah, it's a lot of fun. Like you should get this. He gave me a lot of tips. And, and I just kind of sat in the back of my head and I thought about it. Pizza Hot went viral. The Gamescom um, stream went really well. I got a lot of positive feedback from 2K on my hosting um, from Gamescom 2016. And so as a thank you, or maybe just because he's a homie, DB sent me an NVIDIA uh, 1080 graphics card, which I'm still using in my PC today, a little bit outdated. It's not the most recent thing, but in 2015, it was like the top of the line graphics card. And after talking to Jericho about VR, I decided, hey, I got this sick graphics card now. I have a little bit of knowledge about what I want to do. I should just get into VR. Like I, this should be my next thing. So to rewind, Evolve shut down um, in late 2016. They announced that they were closing the servers. And I was actually, I was at TwitchCon 2016. And I was talking to some of the Turtle Rock devs and I had seen this coming. Um, they they were like, it's not looking too good, Nikki. Evolve was going to shut down. Um, they actually brought Evolve Stage 2 out. It was released in, I believe, July 2016. Blew my channel up. We're talking nearly 2,000 viewers. I'm on the front page. Tons of people coming in. Like, I'm just talking. The chat's rolling nonstop. Um, playing with some of my good friends on PC now, now that I have this, uh, the PC that can run the game. And I'm having a lot of fun. Um, they do shut the game down a couple months later. Um, and I got a little bit of a heads up about it. But when I, when I saw the news article posted, I wasn't given a heads up. Um, I was given a heads up at TwitchCon, but the day it was going to happen, I was not given a heads up. And, so and just I remember... Just for time scale, TwitchCon is usually like the... F- later bit of september yeah something like that it's like and then and then it got cut off in like mid-october is when they made the announcement so it happened like a few weeks after twitchcon but the specific day was unannounced so you had like a few weeks of freedom i was kind of yeah not letting it not exactly knowing what's going to happen and then one morning we just all woke up and saw it was gone yeah i was actually streaming at the time when i saw the news and so the way evolve you know went through its life they were adding maps hunters monsters features perks they updated it to be free to play um like all this stuff was happening the big update was what really blew me up and when they announced that evolve was closing down um i I got real sad um i was actually playing um i was playing uh i still remember it was wraith trap and i was the behemoth and i was i was doing well i was going to win the match but uh, I saw I saw this pop up on my Twitter feed on my other monitor. It said an important message regarding Evolve. A- immediately, not a doubt in my just mind. Drops I, right there. I, I knew what it was. It. I I was like I was like I gotta close out the match. I gotta close out the match. But like a couple of minutes, now, I was like I I just fucking threw the match. I was like guys, I gotta stop and read this real quick. Read through it. Um, they they're closing it down. And so I decided, um, after their final update, they said we're gonna drop a final update. Um. I would play during that final update. We would hold an invitational. DB actually came over to my house. Um, I, I held a too. tournament. Yeah, for Keeler. Uh, Keeler was there too. We had the top four. 
evolved teams at the time. It was an invitational. Um, it was in a way a kind of a culmination of all my casting experience because I had to coordinate this whole tournament, get a co-caster. Um, it ran perfectly on schedule unlike a lot of other evolved tournaments. Like I expect this to end at latest 6.30. We ended at like 6 o'clock. It was great. Um, the matches were all done. Everyone was happy with the rules. I worked very hard on this tournament. Um, and we ended it with, we found an Easter egg on one of the maps. There were, in Evolve, the developers would commonly hide cupcakes around the maps. This is a little Easter egg. And I had found the final unhidden cupcake. Um, I, I had actually not found it. Um, one of my friends, one troll to rule them all while I was troll. playing with him, found right. it. And so I said, dude, let's not tell anyone about this. Two weeks from now, when we hold the Invitational, let's show it. And that'll be my last Evolve stream. And so um, we showed off the final final cupcake. It was, a, it was a community thing. People really wanted to go and like hunt that thing down. And we had found the last one. Um, it was the last one ever put in the game. Because the game is shut down. They're not adding more of them. And so it was a great send-off. Um, and it was, it, was, it was a fantastic tournament. And uh, I got all the prizes out. I got prizes sponsored and everything. It was the posters I actually took from the Evolve Proving Grounds. Um, I got to send those out because those were exclusive. A lot of competitive players never got those. And... And that was the end of it. Um, after Evolve shut down, I had to decide on what I wanted to do next. And so when I got sent that graphics card and when Jericho was talking to me about VR, I decided, you know what, I'll bite the bullet. I'm going to get my first uh, VR headset, which is the HTC Vive that's actually sitting like right to my left over there. I don't even use it anymore. Now I work at Live and I'm, uh, I'm super into the VR industry. And that's actually where my full-time career is, is working in VR. So um, DB actually also moved away from 2k games and he now this is public uh, he works at a vr company in germany now too and so it evolved in a way um it was so long ago it was five years ago which is why we're doing this podcast now it's it's, it's almost his fifth year birthday on february 10th um it it sort of in a way fueled a lot of these connections that i have with casting and 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 started my journey into vr and uh, with without it, like it, it really impacted me in a way that like it improved my ability to be on camera and speak on a microphone. Uh, made a lot of good friends off of it. Uh, it sustained me through college. It was what I did after college. You know, I wasn't like a all right. Let's go out to the bar. Let's hang out with me. I. This is gonna sound sad, but I, I don't regret it at all. I have like no friends from college. I have one person who I speak to from college. Maybe um, I would go home and I'd stream and I'd stream evolve, and I. I didn't have any extracurricular activities. I didn't pursue a higher, higher, higher education. Um, I didn't go out drinking and partying and go to bars. I didn't date a ton in college. Um, I really think of it as like, you know, if you're going to date a lot, your dating pool is probably the best in your like your 20s, mid 20s, late 20s. You know, um, I, I was just streaming, streaming work. And now, uh, you know, there's, there's the fork in the road. And, and now I'm like, I chose a long time ago the fork on the road that I would go down. Now I'm here. And I'm like, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty good. It's pretty good where we decided to go down. Now, um, just to shout out what they're working on now, Total Rock Studios sold, or 2K retained. I don't know the legal mumbo jumbo that's going on there. Total Rock Studios um, does not own Evolve anymore. Evolve is now owned by 2K Games. I don't know what the hell they're going to do with it. Should 2K Games ever do anything with that franchise ever again? Um, I, I'm on it. Like, uh, that's just, I don't know. I don't know if I become a full-time streamer again, but I'm absolutely interested in playing and maybe casting. Uh, I'm definitely going to pick the game up. 
I don't know if they'll ever do anything with that franchise ever again. Um, that is like my dream E3 announcement every year. I got some people on my Twitter feed who are always talking about it. Uh, I just realized how much, if you guys are watching the Early Access Podcast live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Shampoo at 8 p.m. PST, there's a lot of Evolve merch. I got like my figurines that they gave me, my art book, um, my signed poster with all the devs. I like my foam finger back there. Like it was, it was a big thing. I got a ton of merch from it. But now, Turtle Rock Studios is working on Back for Blood. It is a zombie first-person shooter with Warner Brother Games. Warner Brother Games makes Harry Potter and Mortal Kombat 11, amongst a bunch of other games that I don't know a lot about. The Harry Potter uh, Wizards Unite, the the Ingress like Pokemon Go game, which I don't really care for. But Turtle Rock Studios is now working on another zombie shooter. They did create Left 4 Dead back in the day, and they're going to be trying to bring it back, which they're the homies. I, I still have a lot of friends who work there. I'll check it out when it comes out. But uh, 2K now are, are the ones who own the rights to Evolve, so we'll see if any time within my lifetime they they there's either a spiritual successor or an Evolve 3, um, or they do something with that formula. Because not, it, it wasn't a game for everyone. You know, I'll, I'll close out on saying this. It was, Evolve was not a game for everyone. And I don't think it ever should have been marketed as that. I remember Phil Robb, I believe, said something along the lines, oh, Evolve, I want Evolve to be that game that you just pick up and have fun with, like, oh, I forgot about it. Like, three years later, you pick it up and play it, which you can't because they turned the Evolve Stage 2 servers off. <laughs> Legacy's still around, but um, when he was when he was talking about that, Evolve is not a game for, for everyone. It is a game that was unforgiving, painful, required a lot of teamwork, required a lot of knowledge. The skill ceiling was high. The barrier to entry was not super easy because there's a lot of knowledge, numbers, um, just the maps. You have to know the maps. It's about four hunters tracking down a monster. You have to know where the monster is going. Thus, you have to know the map. And that in and of itself is not friendly to new players. Um, Evolve Stage 2, they did a lot of things to try to make the game a little bit more friendly towards newer players. But ultimately, I don't think it was ever a game that was meant for everyone. I think it was a game meant for people who, um, if you wanted to play on the Hunter team, valued teamwork, valued strategizing, uh, valued if you're the monster player, valued efficiency, valued, oh, I really like this feeding route. Trying to figure out every single thing you can do to, to try to get yourself to evolve in the game because that's the point of playing the monster as quickly as possible and beat the hunters. You know, it was it was about... It was, it was not something that you can, I feel like, pick up and play. If you think of like a Mario Kart or a Super Smash Bros. Like Super Smash Bros. is a great example. That game you can pick up and have fun and throw items and play on wacky maps. And you can have as much fun as a player who plays literally every day and knows the frame timings of every move of all 70 plus characters in the game, right? If, uh, I feel like Smash has a really, it's really easy to pick up and incredibly hard to master. Evolve, incredibly hard to master and not too easy to pick up. And, and those kinds of games, I mean, Escape from Tarkov is one of those right now that is blowing up. Um, and I think Escape from Tarkov has identified itself as a game. If you guys don't know that game, it's a, it's a very harsh military simulator. Um, I'm surprised it's blowing permadeath. up, actually. It is, it is a pretty like niche thing for like the Arma fans kind of of the world. And it's getting really yeah. popular. I don't know. I guess maybe people are getting more into that. There, There's a... There's a place for these kinds of games, but I, th I think it really benefits these games to identify as those kinds of games. Escape from Tarkov identifies as a... this Dude, they're adding gun cleaning to the game. Like, the game is yeah. not supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be painful. And yeah, there's some know, people who want that. 
And yeah, I guess so. I mean, not to say that Evolve is necessarily as painful as, as that, at least not by no, design. Not as hardcore. Um, so, sometimes by just nature of the game, but certainly not not by the design of that. Um, so yeah, uh, Tarkov, of course, super hardcore game. There is a place for those kinds of games, but Tarkov does not market itself as uh, everyone come play. Like the, the, you should check it out. Hey, little Timmy, after school, like come on, hop on, play an hour of Tarkov. Like no, dude, Tarkov is a game where you gotta like clean your guns, bandage yeah, your wounds, get high shot in the leg. Friends, yeah, man, want to go home and play some Evolve. Yeah, um, Evolve was a game that you you dedicated your time to. I mean, I had thousands of hours in the game, and I, I streamed you God really knows did. how much of it. But anyway. Uh, that's that's a little bit of an insight in honor of Evolve's five year anniversary, which will be before the next episode of the Early Access Podcast. That's why I wanted to do this episode today. Um, in honor of its five year anniversary, to all the people who worked on the game and all the people I met on it. Um, it's been it's been five years, guys. Let's move on. That's 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 the real. Man. No, um, it was it was it was a good times, and I realize where I am today because of those good times. Anyway, that was the Evolve one-off episode. I promised you I'd keep it under an hour, and we're, we're a little bit over 40 minutes, which I think is the perfect time to stop. It's a good time. Thank you guys for listening. We will be back Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for the Early Access Podcast here on twitch.tv slash Shampoo. Please uh, support us on Spotify. You can check out the Spotify in my Discord, discord.gg slash Shampoo. There's a link there to each Spotify episode, as well as if you're watching on Twitch, there's a little Early Access Podcast banner. Click on that. Please give us a rating on Spotify and go to my Discord. You can leave questions, comments, uh, type out Velociraptor letter for letter in the general chat. And thanks for watching. We will see you guys all next week, 8 p.m. PST for the Early Access Podcast.